Hello, On to Victory. This is your boy, Jason Campbell, uh, your On to Victory host. I got a special guest tonight. You know, you do not want to miss, but as you see on the screen, I have Nick Young, who is a graduate communication student here at Auburn. And, you know, he's getting his feet a little bit wet in this business and understanding the, the format, uh, you know, just in communications and understanding, you know, how to talk with athletes and just, you know, continue to grow as a student here at Auburn. So, you know, welcome him to the show. He'll be beside me tonight co-hosting. But when I tell you we got two really good guys on tonight, I'm talking about two guys that is kind of blowing it out the water right now. Great stories. Um, you know, this first guy that we're bringing on, you probably saw him in a cow game, you know, like a lightning in a bottle. You know, this guy was flying around the football field, you know, got a lot of headlines, you know, after this game. And, uh, you know, he's the guy that I look forward to, to doing some great things for the Auburn football team this year, becoming what we call a, uh, a tenacious football player on defense. You know, always around the ball, always hustling, always energetic uh, and everything. So, Nick, you know, help me welcome in, you know, our new guest, Eugene Asante. What you seen about this guy so far? I mean, he's a fighter. He's a natural, he seems like a natural born leader. And I'm super excited to see what he does for the rest of the remainder of the season. We've definitely seen a huge shift in the way the defensive uh, culture has been in recent weeks as opposed to last season. So I'm really looking forward to what's next for this guy. Yeah, good deal. Well, all right, Auburn family, let's wait no further. Let's bring on our guy, Eugene Asante. Eugene, what's going on? What's up? How y'all doing? Y'all good? Yeah, we're doing great, man. I can't complain. You know, we're just glad to have you on the show. I know you guys are busy right now. You know, we got a big week this week with AM coming up. But, you know, the Auburn family just want to hear from you, man. They they so excited about, you know, who, who's Eugene? Who's Eugene? And I like what what who's better to to tell the story about himself than the guy, you know, that wears number nine. So, you know, Eugene, welcome to the show, man. Welcome to the podcast. You know, let's just jump right into it. You know. You were a walk-on, not a walk-on. You was a transfer from North Carolina. And then last year, you know, things weren't going your way. And now you find yourself in a situation early in this season where, you know, some injuries have kind of given you the opportunity. And when I saw you out in California, Cal Berkeley, at the bottom of the hotel, I said, you know, we, we talked for a little bit. And you told me how you was ready to play that game, how excited you were. Just talk about where you, how things have been for you here lately. Yeah, and and I reflect on that conversation. It's a you know it's a big thing seeing you uh, in the in the hallway. You know, just encouraging me and letting me know that you know just play my game and go out there and play. So that's certainly something I remember. It took onto the field. I'm I was ready to go. I was real energetic. I was real. I was anxious to go out there and just to prove you know what I know of myself. You know, the type mm -hmm. of player I knew I could be. So you know, just in that game. You know, getting my first start. Uh, was a big thing in California. Just, you know, being out there, um, brother came to the game. So just having that family support, uh, having people there to, you know, encourage me and uplift me um, through my first start was a great thing. And, you know, I, like I said, I always remember the words that you told me in, in, um, in the hotel. So um, I was just grateful to get that opportunity to go out there and, and play um, and to play the way I did. Um, it's just, it's a blessing to be, uh, be able to go out there and, and do the things that I did. And um, I thank my coaches for putting me in the situations and trusting me um, on some of the calls that they called and just being able to uh, put me in position to make those plays. So, you know, ultimately, if without them, uh, a lot of that wouldn't have happened. So, you know, they, Coach Roberts caught a great game. And it wasn't just even me, it was just, you know, a lot of dudes on the defense in terms of DJ James and uh, 
Jalen Simpson had a, a big game. Uh, this, the back end, everybody in the back end was strapping up. So, and we had uh, the, our front seven was going getting after the quarterback. You know, uh, they brought the runner in, and, and he was running around, and we did a good job containing him in the pocket. So, it was a great game, a great experience. But we we're really excited for the game we have this weekend. We're practicing yeah. hard. We're trying to get it done. Yeah, you talk about, you know, you got 19 total tackles so far. You got two sacks uh, within the first three games of the season. Playing the linebacker position, you know, it's all about read and react. And, you know, you got to be sure about what you're doing. Sometimes you got to stay at home because if the play may bounce back to you backside, sometimes you got to be careful not to overflow things. But, man, when I look at you on the football field, you always find your nose around the ball. What makes you play fast at that linebacker position? Uh, that's a, I really like that question. That's a good question. Um, it's actually, uh, I think about a lot of things that help me on the football field, but I think one thing actually in particular that helps me as a linebacker that has helped me, uh, is I have a, I have a background playing running back. Uh, I played running back all throughout high school. Um, I was actually, uh, from my freshman year to my junior year, I was a running back. Uh, I didn't play defense until my senior year came off the edge as a second game of the season, made a big hit and then I started to get recruited as a linebacker and that's where coaches thought my home was going to be but um, I think that instinctual being able to be a little bit more instinctual really helps for me playing running back uh, being able to anticipate where the running back can jump cut where he's going to press press his gap and um, it's just really I I can see it before it kind of formulates so Mm -hmm. that and my coaches do a really good job in preparing me uh, each each, each week with the tendencies and the you know what the teams are showing on film so i have a really good support system i have people that uh care about me and are putting me in positions um and i'm really grateful to them that they you know the work they put that time in with me and and are so intensive and they're all they're very detailed in how they teach me so it's a really good thing yeah nick you can go ahead okay so you've emerged as one of the leaders of this defense and i was just wondering what factors do you think play in terms of your preparation for taking on that leadership role? Yeah, I think that's a really good question as well. Um, I just think taking on that leadership role, you know, the biggest thing for me was, you know, I've always been a guy that worked hard. I've always been a guy that, um, uh, you know, came to work every day and tried to put my best foot forward, you know. um, But it's just, for me, it was trying to develop that skill and the aspect of uh, being the voice in the room, uh, being uh, heard within my team, amongst my teammates. And that's something I, it's uh, something you have to really develop, you know, something you have to really work on, you know, um, in terms of, so I lean on my, you know, my older brothers, I lean on my, my brother played uh, six years in the National Football League uh, mm-hmm. from 2010 to 2016. So um, I just lean on him in terms of, you know, being able to, you know, communicate certain things and, hey, how, how do you think I should uh, try to appeal to the team? How do you think, what do you think I should say here, you know? Um, and how should I uplift my teammates, you know? So um, there's a time to get on people. There's a time to, you know, uh, be critical of people, but there's also a time to be uplifting and people need that, you know? People need that reassurance. A lot of people, when they go out there, you know, they just want, you know, they want to feel like, you know, this person got my back. So um, that's something, it's a daily thing, you know? No person can ever perfect that. It's a it's a constant progression. So. Um, that's something I want to continue to grow upon, um, being a leader and and uh, allowing the guys to be somebody trusting me and somebody they can lean on. Yeah, that's the main thing, man. Is like when you're playing football, 
you know, the whole thing is about you earn leadership positions, you know, you by what you do. You know, sometimes it's not about, you know, you had a guy that are rah-rah guys, but then you had a guys that just show it by how they are and how they, you know, they, they play with their heart on their sleeve. You know, I just did an interview with Cadillac yesterday and we was just talking about like people know when you come on the football field, your presence is is all in. And that's what makes you a tenacious football player. Uh, as you continue this uh, this growth and everything, you know, you, you come into the Sanford game last week. How was your mindset off coming off a big game against Cal and then preparing for an opponent like Sanford, but also figuring out, like, okay, how do I get better? Yeah, <clears throat> and that's a, another great question. So, you know, coming off again, coming off truthfully, and I'm going to be truthful here, coming off a game like I had against Cal, um, the biggest thing for me, is I had to flip the switch, you know? And the biggest thing for me is kind of, it wasn't even with myself. I realized it was kind of with my family. They were just <laughs> they were just so excited. It was my first start and I, you know, was able to go out there and, and was, win SEC Defensive Player of the Week. So I was like, hey, like, I know I understand I had a, a really good game, but I said after, t- like, I believe it was like Monday or Tuesday. I said, yeah, after this day, after today, we're not talking about Cal no more. Like, mm-hmm. don't send me no more pictures of me in the Cal game. I don't want to hear any. I don't want to see any headlines. Or, like, let's get that. Like that. Don't put that in the group chat no more. So, that was the biggest thing for me, just being able to refresh. You know, like, and just understand. Yeah, I played a good game last week, but it's a new opportunity. Each week is a new opportunity, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's just each. It's literally stacking weeks, stacking weeks, stacking weeks, and. Um, that was the thing for me. So I, I, wanted, I wanted to make a point a point of emphasis out there when I went to Sanford. It's like, yeah, I had a great game against Cal, but, uh, it, you know, it's not a fluke. I'm going to continue to show you on a day-to-day basis why I believe that uh, I'm, I'm one of those players that the team can lean on. So that was the biggest thing. You got it, Nick. Okay, so looking forward to your next matchup against Texas A&M. That's a – club they put about around 30 points a game so i was just wondering what is the defensive mindset going in that one against such a high scoring opponent yeah we got a lot of respect for them you know we got a lot of respect for uh coach jimbo's team uh, they got a really you know they got a really good staff they got a, really, a lot of good players over there got a good quarterback you know got a good running back core and they got some elite receivers you know that can take the top off defense so um you know we respect them you know we you know we got some things that we want to do in terms of the game plan to just try to limit what they do offensively um, and ultimately get them into third down situations and try to, you know, get to the quarterback and just, you know, play our style of football. I mean, we're trying to bring back that old school style of football in terms of Auburn yeah. defense. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's something I harped on uh, when I spoke to, uh, to Keo Spikes. I told him that, you know, the big I, I take pride in the, you know, Mr. Campbell and the guys that, you know, play before us. You know, we're trying to bring that. We we understand that the legacy that they build, we understand the, the tradition that's with this university. So when we play out there, we're not just playing for ourselves or our families or whatever. We're playing for those that came before us, you know, that set the foundation, that didn't receive NIL, that didn't, you know, that or didn't have the best facilities or whatever. You know, that's the biggest thing. So we're trying to get to that, and that's something I take pride in. That's what I, I something I actually harp to the team that, so. That's that's the biggest thing that going into this Texan A and M week. Yeah, and as a former alumni, you know we appreciate that. Like that's the one thing we always say when when we see guys like yourself that's playing hard is you just want to see a guy just put it all on the field. 
you know, because y'all are in a different time than we were, you know, back in the day, we didn't have the NILs. We didn't have, you know, a lot of social media platforms. It was all about, you know, landing on the line for each other, playing hard on the football field that when you walk away, whether you win or lose, you know that you gave it your all. And I can see that in you when you play, you play that type of way. Like you could fit in in any era just because of the simple fact that you do leave it all on the lines every time that you play. Um, like I said, even going into this week, like, in your mindset, it's eleven o'clock kickoff. You know, you, you go out to to Cal and it's a it's a nine thirty kickoff Central Time. That's a late start, and uh, now you get a chance to go on the road again. And they want to do y'all wrong again a little bit by saying, "Okay, we're gonna have an eleven o'clock game," which could actually play in our favor because you know they are have, they have a hundred thousand people in the stands, and at nighttime it's a little bit different than it is in the daytime. But playing at eleven a.m. What's the mindset this week of, of knowing, hey, we got to start fast? Yeah, um, that's a big thing. Actually, coaches emphasize that, too. You know, we went from a late late kickoff to an early kickoff. So the biggest thing with us is, is just training our bodies, getting our body in that cycle of, you know, we're not sleeping in. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to we're gonna try to wake up early, do things, you know, do mobility, do things early in the morning, stretch in the morning, do some yoga in the morning, just just to get our body ready. Um, and that's something we, we've we emphasized, our coaches actually emphasized throughout the week. You know, you guys get up early in the morning, 7 o'clock, 6.30. Just prepare yourself because that's the time that we're going to be ready for team meal uh, the, day of the, uh, the day of the game or the day before the game. So, you know, just getting ready, getting that mind state that, we, you know, we're going to be able to – we have to get up, get er, uh, be prepared, and have an early kickoff. So it's definitely been a point of emphasis for the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think guys are – you know, buying into it, they're 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 knowing that it's a point of emphasis. You know, they know it's, a, it's important for us to start fast. We can't go out there and be lackadaisical. So yeah. All right, Nick, you can go ahead to one more. Okay, so um, in terms of how preparing for games maybe last year as as opposed to this year, do you see any noticeable changes? Uh, in terms of myself. Or in terms of yourself, or as just a team, the defense as a unit. As oh, a okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I see a lot of changes. Uh, I just see a lot of more camaraderie with the guys. I see a lot more fellowship. The biggest thing is fellowship. Um, you know, I think that's the biggest thing that we need as a team. We need people that want to go out there and lay it on the line for their brothers. Um, so that's a really big thing. Um, I think in terms of the prep, uh, the preparation piece and the the game plan part, I think the guys are more intentional about the checks, more intentional about um, getting aligned properly. And then from that, when the ball is snapped, just playing fast and physical football. So, you know, the, I think it's just the pecking order of being able to align correctly, uh, to know our assignment, and then from there to play the game of football the way it needs to be, is intended to be played, So, which is fast and, and physical. So mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing I noticed from this year. Uh, to this year, last year, so um, that's what that's what we're going to tr- try to continue to uh, grow upon, and that's what we want to be. You know, that's what we preach, and that's that's what we we have stated. That's you know, when we're doing the workouts in the summer, that's something we stated that that we're building ourselves for tough conditions. We're building ourselves for when we go into the, on the road to A and M, when we go play LSU at night. You know, so those are things we emphasize, and we're going to continue to grow upon it and show show what we can do every week. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. And like I said, having that identity, you know, everyone wants to know, like, what's your identity? What's your team's identity? You know, sometimes it takes a couple games to figure that out. But like you said, you guys, y'all play fast. 
And I know you're coming against this A&M team. Bobby Petrino, who was my offensive coordinator my sophomore year at Auburn, is Texas A&M offensive coordinator. And one thing I know about Bobby is he loves to run the football. You know, if he gets a box count that he feels like they're good at, he's going to run it. If he feels like someone's in the box, he's not afraid to throw it. You know, right now they're averaging over 330 yards passing and 129, you know, rushing. So when it comes to that type of stuff, as a defensive player, you know, like, okay, they're going to make some plays, but how do we limit plays like that? So what's your first thought process is what do you have to feel like you have to stop first and foremost? Yeah. And, and the biggest thing I think we got to stop is in this league, you got to emphasize stopping the run. Yeah. You know, that's the foundation of a defense. That's the, um, like, when, when we talk about stopping the run, that's that's the backbone, the heart of your defense. If somebody can run through the heart of your defense, it's demoralizing. Uh, you know, so that's that's the thing we want to emphasize, you know, being able to play physical football at, on, up front, you know, um, shed off blocks and be violent. You know, um, so that's, that's I think, the number one thing we want to do. And that's what we want to show on Saturday. So um, being physical in the run game, you know, getting them into different third down situations, where uh, the quarterback has to sit sit back and dro uh, drop back and deliver and put the ball in position for his receivers to catch it. So we just want to put him in situations to make tough cont contested catches and allow our DBs to play that style of football that we know they can play. Yeah. Um, so um, that's the biggest thing, I think, game plan-wise for us is just, you know, uh, stopping the run and putting him in situations where he has to uh, throw the ball into tight windows. Yeah, like I said, it always starts and stops with the run. You know, anytime you can force a team to become one-dimensional, it helps. And before we get let you out of here, uh, Eugene, there was about 10,000 fans that traveled out to, to Cal, Berkeley. And I know that had a huge difference in that ball game, and I expect us to travel really well at the A&M as, as well. But just talk about this before you get out of here, the importance of seeing all those fans and, and what the Auburn family, you know, how it inspires you guys as players. Yeah, um, and and when I seen it, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, man, I ain't never like like I like I've never seen a group travel, especially to a West Coast game like Auburn family did. And as a player, you can really appreciate that, you know, mm -hmm. fans being able, fans being bought in, fans being, you know, just excited to see us play. So all those that travel, you know, to California, we really appreciate you. Um, that's one thing I wanted to emphasize. Like, man, seeing fans in the stadium at their stadium all the way on the west coast was such a big thing so it just is it's just, it's like a spark for the team it's like just knowing that people are there supporting you yeah you got your family you got your loved ones there yeah but just having that crowd support is just like a game changer and, and mm -hmm. people don't realize it you know they think oh we're just you know fans are here to support but it's a game changer for the the, the players to look up in the stands you see all that orange you know yeah. so it's like to be honest, we need y'all as much as as much as we as much as we uh, want to perform and do our thing. We need y'all out there supporting, doing it, and and doing it the way they did it against Cal. So, big yeah. thing. Well, you heard it. You heard it first, Auburn family. Your linebacker Eugene uh, Sante, like I said, this guy's like a lightning out of bottle. He's a difference maker. You know, they're gonna expect to travel out to A and M this weekend. And like I said it's an early game. And fans, we need you to support these guys, get behind them. You know, show up and show out like you did in in Cal Berkeley, and uh, let's hope for a W and and leave our best on the football field. Eugene, thank you for coming on the OTV podcast. Like I said, uh, we look forward to hearing from you in the future, man. But best of luck this weekend and uh, stay healthy.
Yeah, for sure. Appreciate y'all, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah.